Hey guys. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Authentic Now. Baby, that was You're, so good. But it was you. It was you. You're supposed to say, I'm Debbie. I'm Debbie. You didn't say <laughs> that. Delete that, mad boy. No, actually, let's not delete that. Anyways, I'm Ethan. I'm Debbie. And we're so excited to have you here on Authentic Now. Woo! Enjoy the episode. <laughs> well, hello, guys. We are back. It's been a long time. Been two months, actually, since our last episode. And we are very sorry about that. Um, we've been busy. Debbie, what did we get? A puppy. We got a puppy. <laughs> His name is Spencer, and he's a Labradoodle, and we love him, and he's ornery, but <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be a good dog. And um, just really busy, guys, so sorry about that, but we're extremely excited for this episode, and why is that? Because we have a very special guest. We have a very special guest, and his name is Mr. Andrew. Chapman. Chapman. <laughs> so we're super excited to have Andrew Chapman. Andrew, say hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. First <laughs> guest on the podcast. So excited. Couldn't be a better guy for the special guest. So we're excited to have Andrew on here. And um, today, what are we talking about, Debbie? We are talking about, well, what's going on in our country yep. and all over the world. And yeah. Yeah. Lots been going on and, you know, on this podcast, you know, it's called Authentic Now and we don't want to ignore the stuff that's going on around Definitely. us. Want to be authentic and um, we know Andrew is an authentic guy and that's why he's perfect for this podcast. So we're excited about that. So Andrew, if you would tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, how old you are and whatever else you want to say. Well, my name is Andrew Chapman. I was born in Saginaw, raised in Midland, Michigan. Um, uh, I had the honor this year of serving as a student council president at my high school. Yeah. And I have a deep love for God. Um, yep. I guess that that really boils down to who I am and um, why I do what I do in life. Awesome. I also Woo. do have a uh, girlfriend who I love very, very Amen. much. Yes. And, um, we also love her very much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Andrew's an awesome dude. We've worked with him. Um really awesome to yeah see him how long have we known you like just, uh at least five years it longer it, i think it's, it's gotta be seven yeah seven, seven. Six. yeah i remember talking to like sixth grade andrew and in, in, in okay well so. then that's yes. a while ago too <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been a long time he's a great guy and um so we're just gonna jump right in um to some questions and you know andrew you can talk about whatever you want to talk about um, so we're going to jump right in. Uh, first question, just, um, what's your experience been growing up in a mostly white community and, you know, maybe give some certain things you've had to be cautious of, or, um, maybe some stories you have or whatever. Well, I have to be cautious of everything. And I guess the best way to explain, um, how I have to be cautious is, um, I have to realize that people see me as being black before they see me as a person. Mm. So people see the stereotypes, but a lot of the people, I'm not going to make a uh, absolute there. A lot of the people see a stereotype before they see me as a person. Mm. So I have to, I have to break that stereotype um, with whatever, I, with whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, that means sometimes I'm just not going to go, 
most of the time, I'm not going to go out when it's dark. Um, that's just, it's just not an option. I'm not going to go out with a hoodie uh, and have the hood over my head. Um, I'm not going to raise my voice in public. Uh, I can't get angry in public. Um, and uh, me being in a mostly uh, white city, like some things I just, I don't feel comfortable about talking mm-hmm. talking about um and that's not because i'm not i'm not well versed in the conversation or i don't know much about the conversation or it's, it's making me uncomfortable talking about it it's it makes me uncomfortable because i have to fear uh i have to fear for my safety sometimes because mm. you really you never know who you're who you're talking to you never know who's behind a screen um or who's hiding behind those words yeah wow and so yeah I, I mentioned my girlfriend, um, uh-huh. and uh, she is white, but I've also, I've had to, I've got a chance to witness, I guess, some of the things that, uh, I guess she's not really, like, scared to do, necessarily, uh, as much as I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I've also got to witness some of the things she's scared to do because she's a woman, and, um, it's just it's just very interesting, I guess, to see uh, where some societal things lie. I guess. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I know, just being in a um, a biracial relationship, do you have any specific experiences with that? Yes. Um, there is a actually a video. Uh, a video that was targeted at me in my relationship, and I won't really get into detail, but uh, it made some um, assumptions, and it put the stereotype uh, of black people in there, you know? Mm. It said, uh, will this relationship lead to rape, drug abuse, or murder? Um, you know, and it's those assumptions. Uh, yeah. And how did but, you get through that? Because I can't even imagine... Yes. So it was, it was very, it was very tough. Um, there was a lot of tears mm-hmm. and actually a lot of happy moments because it all can't be about the sad moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Allie and I, or my girlfriend and I, sorry. Um, we had to spend, we had to spend a lot of time talking mm. about what was going on, you know, communicating like why, yeah. What was I feeling? Why was I feeling this way? What was she feeling? Like, why was she feeling this way? Definitely. Yeah. Um, we just we just had to talk about it. We had to get uncomfortable with the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting because um, I'm scared to even say her name. And what that means is I'm scared that that there's someone out there that's going to get this and that's going to take it the wrong way and warp it and they're going to do something with it mm-hmm. and that's the world we live in i'm not saying it happens often i'm just saying it's very it's, it's possible yeah and so that's also i guess something i had to deal with and something i had to deal with back then when uh when speaking out and uh giving i guess my testimony to people i had to be very very wary of that definitely yeah yeah, yeah and I am obviously only a grade ahead of you in high school, 
and just when everything happened, just thank you for like really being an example and doing the having the uncomfortable conversations even within cl different classes and all of that. I just wanted to say thank you for doing that because um, in Midland, it really where we're from, it really is. Um, it needs to be talked about. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for being real about that, Andrew. appreciate it. Um, and just like Debbie said, obviously real through that situation. I think a lot of people's lives were impacted um, through what you had to go through. Definitely. So um, you want to ask the next question, Debbie? Sure. So just wondering, like, what's your take on everything going on right now? Um, and just anything else you want to talk about with that? Um. I guess I'll start with uh, some responses to everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what's going on, um, someone was murdered uh, by a police. You can look up the video. It's called, um, you can just type in the name George Floyd video, and you'd, you'd get the video. Um, but there are several responses that, that you can hear, but... I want you. I want. I want you to close your eyes and uh, imagine this. Uh, people all your life have been telling you you're wrong. This doesn't exist, um, and that this doesn't happen, and that now it's time for for you to be heard and for people to listen. And so that's what that's what people are. They're trying. They're trying to get you to listen right now, and it is very hard to do that. And it's very hard to 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 speak up, especially now, yeah. because you have all these different people. They have all these different experiences. It's hard to listen to that. It's hard to tell people about your experiences. Um. So I guess there's a there's a lot of different things floating in the air. Yeah. Um. One one thing I will say is that I'm very. I'm astounded, and I'm very happy to see all the peaceful protests happening everywhere. I think that that is amazing, and I think that that shows that shows people that we're not going to stand for this anymore. That yeah. we see it now, uh -huh. and that we want to do something about it. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's just. I, I think that's really, really cool. Um, and so just. I think that response is absolutely amazing. And then um, I guess I can kind of talk about how uh, another response is uh, the response we've heard for a little bit, you know, the all lives matter response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you may not have, I guess, a bad intention by saying that because, of course, all lives do matter. But um, just something to think about. Uh, you can you can see this post going along online online on social media, and uh, it's about uh, the parable of the lost sheep. In Matthew eighteen um, ten to fourteen, uh, if you don't know what it is, you can read it for yourself. I'm not going to put my bias on you, yeah. but uh, to give you a little summary, um, there's a shepherd and. A sheep, a sheep gets out, and all the other sheep are still safe. But 
because it's a shepherd job, shepherd's job to keep that sheep safe, he needs to go out and he needs to protect that sheep and get them back with the rest of the herd. Definitely. Uh-huh. And so, it, the shepherd isn't saying that all the other lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. They're not, he's not saying that. Jesus isn't saying that. Jesus is saying, well, while these people are safe, why, why don't we go after, why don't we go after the people that aren't safe? Why don't we go after the sheep that, that aren't necessarily, Definitely. I guess, in the best position right now? Yeah. Because why would we, why would we continue, uh, well, why would we continue to protect the, protect the sheep that are safe than to go out and protect more sheep, mm-hmm. I guess? Yep. Yeah. And so that's another, I guess, perspective on it, you know? And, um, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, uh, I guess, necessarily be against Black Lives Matter when you say All Lives Matter, but it is something, um, it is something that is perceived that way. So yeah. I just want to, uh, I just want to give people a heads up that when you do say All Lives Matter, it is perceived that you are going uh, against Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much for explaining that. I think that'll help a lot of people. Yeah, that's really good. Um, another question. How does your faith, Andrew, affect how you walk through these times? Ooh, good question. I think I think it's the only way I can walk through. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, That's good. Without without my faith and knowing that who I am in Jesus, I I would not be calm and collected about this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And. I always, I always used to, I guess, ask myself, you know, like, what, what would Jesus do, you know? Mm-hmm. And while that's a very good question to ask, don't get me wrong, that's not always the question that you need to ask yourself. Because sometimes God doesn't want you to be focused on what Jesus would do. God wants you to be focused on what he wants you to do. And continuing to be focused on what Jesus wants you to do, uh-huh. it limits your options. Because not everyone's supposed to live a life like Jesus. We're, we're supposed to live something similar to Jesus, but we're not all supposed to live the exact same life as Jesus. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's very important to say. Yeah. yeah. Cause um, we really can't live the same life as Jesus. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's also the thing about it. You know, you, you don't know everything. Yeah. So you, you don't know how, like, I guess how Jesus would, uh, react to certain things or yeah. what he would say about certain things you you don't you don't know every person yeah um, yep. you don't know every book yeah um, definitely because we could think what would jesus do but we're not jesus we don't know what he would do yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so and true and we can have a mind you know the heart of jesus and that can definitely guide mm-hmm. us the holy spirit yep but like you said you can't really do what jesus would do when he's not here you know yeah I have another follow-up question on that. Um, so you had mentioned, you know, the parable of the lost sheep um, being something that, you know, you're holding on to from Scripture. And I was just wondering if there's, you know, maybe through this time, like any other verses or, um, you know, things from, from faith that you've been holding on to um, that have been really meaningful through, through this time. Yes. Um 
Uh, I don't necessarily know the exact scripture. Um, but it's about seeking and saving the lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. like, like just man, like, seeking and saving the lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super good. Just, I can't even... Uh, just... We need to be out there. We need to be praying for people. We need to Definitely. be praying with people. We Definitely. need to be having conversations with people. Yep. Like we can't we can't just stay in our bubble right now. Yeah. Yep. We we, we literally it's unbiblical to stay in your bubble. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you just uh, That's super good. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely a fear, you know? of those uncomfortable or hard conversations but that's exactly what needs to be happening you know yeah and the only way to do that is to get out of that bubble to get out of that fear yeah so all right um another question so um there was um some comments by drew Brees, the new orleans saints quarterback um recently on um a interview with yahoo and um they basically asked drew about um if it would be, what would he would think if people were kneeling, if NFL players were kneeling during the national anthem at the start of the season? And he responded with, he will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. And um, obviously this goes back to, to Colin Kaepernick doing it in 2016. And now um, players, uh, you know, players did it for years after this. And then, you know, talking about doing it through the 2020 season. So um, I wanted you to address this, Andrew, and explain, you know, why this is insensitive, um, just so our listeners can understand that. We already talked about it a little bit, just yep. in this specific instance related to, like, the flag and all of that. Yep. Well, I think, I think this conversation is interesting, you know, mm-hmm. because to, to lay out a foundation, uh, disrespect and respect it's all relative to who you are, what you've seen, what you've done. It's it's all relative. Something mm-hmm. disrespectful to me might, ne- might, might not necessarily be disrespectful to someone else. Definitely. What's respect for me might not be respectful for someone else. Yep. And so, um, this this is where you have to be, you know, quick to listen. Just blurting out well stop disrespecting the flag well maybe they don't people don't view it as disrespecting the flag Mm -hmm. maybe maybe they they uh they view this as um being the most respectful way to peacefully protest you 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 don't know and Mm -hmm. yeah um, to to know you have to have those conversations that's that's the only thing that you could do to possibly know if they're trying to disrespect. And I don't, I personally don't believe that the people kneeling um, during the, the national anthem are trying to disrespect the flag. I just don't. I think that they're just trying to make, I guess, the flag stand for all, if that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something else about that. Oh, I had it. 
Um, I'm, I hear a lot of, well, this flag represents our soldiers. And while it does, and while I'm eternally grateful for what our soldiers have done, it doesn't just represent our soldiers. It represents all of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so whatever you think of that, you know, uh, think of everybody in America. You can't just think of white people or black people. You have to think about Latinos and Asians and all these different types of uh, cultures and ethnic groups. You you can't really just think about, um, I guess, one particular aspect of the flag. You have to think about it all. Yeah. And the truth is, before I'm African, I'm American. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I was born in America. Yep. So I... So really, I'm American African, but they just want to say I'm African American. Um, <laughs> but yes, but more so, just seeing them as American, um, see them as brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know, we all come from the Good Father. Yep. Yep. We all, we're all brothers and sisters. We're all in this together. Yep. And don't be so quick to divide. Yeah. I think this is very important. Yeah. Some. Sometimes you hear someone's political views or political ideology, and they're just so quick to like turn off their ears, and they're and you can just you can see it in their face that they're just done with the conversation. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. And some people seeing that as standing their ground and uh, not wavering their beliefs, uh, but all that's doing is dividing us. Yeah. It's not dividing. It, it's dividing us as Americans, but more so, it's dividing us as brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, and one more thing about, I guess, ideology. Um, if you if you continue to think what's going on now is political, I think I think you need to go back to the Bible. Definitely. Just yeah. people fighting for rights human rights mm-hmm. that's that's not that's not political yep no that is just that's yep. that's just a human right to fight for yep. yep that's some really good insight definitely um you want to go on to the next question debbie yeah so obviously me and ethan are white um just if you could give advice to white Americans, what would it be? One really big thing. Be quick to listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slow to speak. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Just, and have those conversations that are going to make you uncomfortable. Comfort is the enemy of progress mm. right here. Mm. If you stay comfortable, nothing is going to change. Mm. Definitely. And that's that's with anything in life, you know. That's that's with training. That's with training your muscles. Yeah. It's, it's something. It's if something's not you know changing, if you're not feeling that tension, nothing's gonna change. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And. You really need to seek those conversations as well. 
because sometimes those conversations are just not going to come knocking at your door. Yeah. Or they're not going to just be on your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed. They're, sometimes they're just not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just need to seek those conversations, talk to God about it, and figure out what he wants for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can also be even just like within friendships. Hey, you know, these are Mm -hmm. my black friends or these are my my cousins that are black or whatever it is. Because I know in my Mm -hmm. family, my family is very... um, we have like a lot of different ethnicities. We have Mexican, white. Well, I'm pretty much the only white one, but um, I've had those conversations. I've asked my cousins, like, what is it like being mixed, being biracial? Mm-hmm. And he, she, or whoever it is, but at the time it was my cousin, Jonathan, where he was like, well, I have to worry when I'm driving. If I get pulled over, what am I gonna have to do? Yeah. Um, just having those conversations wherever you can, but I think it's even more important within friendships and families. Yep. Yes. Because I think that uh, yes, yes. starts there, oh, the yes. generational of what's being taught. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you teaching your kids? What are mm-hmm. all of that? I think that is a, that needs, yes. those generational things need to be broken. Yep. And I think our generation really needs to be better. Yep. Um, and I believe it can be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, um, Something to go along uh, along with that is uh, hold people accountable when they say stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Like, say, like, if you feel that is wrong, like, say, hey, I I don't feel like that's right, what you're saying. I don't I don't think that's right. Definitely. And, um, you know, go back to your Bible if you have to. Point out, point out your evidence, your, yep. your base evidence if you, if you, if you need to. Mm-hmm. But not holding others accountable, that's, that's not showing love to them. Definitely. Yeah. Holding people accountable is not being mean. It's good. It's not, it's not hating them. It's, it's a pure form of love. That's mm-hmm. good. You're, yep. you're, you're trying to help them and you're trying to help other people while you're doing it. That is so good. That's really good. I think that goes back to what you were saying about, you know, comfort being the enemy of progress. Like, it's obviously more comfortable and easier for a person not to say anything. But that doesn't mean it's the right thing, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, silence is, that is not, that is not right in that, in that situation at all. Yeah. So that is super good. Yeah. Just even in the context of like people making jokes that are inappropriate towards a specific race. Um, I know there's been times where I just didn't say anything, even though like in the inside, I'm just like, like, why would they say that? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely that is what needs to happen. And that really is a form of love. I, I like the way you put that. Yeah, that's so good. Well, um, we're going to wrap up here in the next few minutes. But um, is there anything else that you know, you'd like to say, Andrew, about anything we've talked about or anything else? No. I think we covered. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much yeah. for being thank on. Thank you so much. Um, and no problem. I, I really hope this helps a lot of people and I, I know I've even learned I've learned stuff definitely and, um, just Me thank too. you so much for your perspective and um, your knowledge and all that and you're awesome so thank you yeah. so much really appreciate yeah. it so um, guys all listeners you know if you know Andrew thank him for for this and 
just so excited to be back on, you know, with this episode. Can I just say one more thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Just for anyone that's listening that maybe struggled with any ideas or anything, I just pray, or I just want to ask you to pray about it, to to really search yourself and pray about it. Um, And I know that that will lead you in the right direction of what is the right thing to think, because I think definitely in certain areas, there is a right and wrong answer. And I think people want to always see, well, there's an in-between, but there is definitely um, a right and wrong in a lot of these areas. So. Yeah. And as always, guys, um, you're welcome to message us, uh, message us on social media and all that. You can message Andrew. I know he would um, be glad to answer any questions you guys might have. Um, definitely. You know, as always, you know, that's it. Where we want to be authentic. Um, Andrew's authentic. You know, we want to be authentic and um, just hope that all of you guys, you know, through this episode can be more authentic on this issue as well um, and really yeah, just make a learning difference. together, you know, yeah. we're growing together. So definitely. So thanks, Andrew. Um, we're going to check off here, guys, as always. And you can, you know, like, share, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we just hope that you enjoyed the episode and learned a lot. And there we go. So thanks, Andrew. See you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me.